1: throwback here with the welcome to my house open we haven't heard in a long time only three including this one two more after this show geo and jones shows together before it ends and we go our separate ways so brian will be back here tomorrow and then we'll have a final show on the 29th and that'll be it after after today so we're dusting off some of the old favorites I still cannot believe that there were listeners out there, several of them, that thought the song you just heard, Welcome to My House, was sung by Brian Jones. (laughs) I really didn't like that. When people thought that you didn't like it? I didn't like when people thought that. Why? It was insulting to me. Why is it insulting? Because it was it would diminish my role. It would people would think that. That you would actually go in and record a song called "Welcome to My House" <laughs> <laughs> made me feel like less a part of the show. That's why it's oh. a total, it's a total, I'm sorry. it's a total I, I, ego I, thing, is what it is. I I'll have admit said it. Welcome
0: to our house. If right? it was
1: Welcome to Our yeah. House, it'd be fine. But the fact that people thought that you were that important to the program, more important to me, I, I that uh, you would go you, uh, more, uh, that you more that much more important than, than me. You would go into a studio, record a song, welcome to my house, that we would play. That, to me, was, was a little bit insulting. Got to be honest with you. And you're probably gone now, aren't you? And you dropped. See, this is why <laughs> it's not Brian's house. Moments like this. <laughs> All Tough. right. So, Brian's down in Miami. Miami. And much like my situation in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, we're having issues with the connection, which tends to happen when we try to do this. So it's happening again. We will get Brian back. For how long? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. So we will move on to this ugh. unbelievable story. I believe he's back. Is that, is that, was that an uck nope. from you? Was that uck? Hello? He's not there. Put him down because he might curse. Alright, so he can't hear us yet. <laughs> so, that was, we could hear him, he couldn't hear us. And you know that is a recipe for total disaster. Where he's on the air, but those who know he's on the air. That is a recipe for total disaster. So, uh, what we'll do here is we'll move on to this Jerry Richardson story, and then hopefully we'll connect Brian again. So, The last couple of months have been filled with repulsive and disgusting tales of rich and powerful men preying on women in ways that I honestly did not think existed at this scale. And I'm not saying I'm so naive that I didn't think any of this stuff was going on. Sure, stuff goes on. There's no doubt about it. Sexual harassment in workplaces. We're forced to do our own little, I guess, video test That they send us, the company sends us a sexual harassment training video, if you will, anti sexual harassment training video, and we have to go through it, these situations at work, why it's perceived this way, how to avoid these situations, you know, things like that. So, of course, I know it's an issue. I, I did not understand that people would, powerful people, would be this repulsive, and this many of them, And some are on a larger scale than others, that's for sure. And the the theme that continues to come up are rich and powerful, famous people who prey on those that work with or for them. So they can't do these things that they want to do to strangers. They can't do them at home for whatever reason. But because they are revered in a particular situation, they decide to prey on people that have to be there at work. And since they're the important person, they feel like they can get away with it. The latest of these is Jerry Richardson, owner of the Carolina Panthers, a very high-profile owner at that. And the stories coming out here, are just remarkable. So, S.I. does a detailed piece on Richardson. One of the things that would happen at the Panthers facility when Richardson was there at the team offices, he would have Jeans Day on Friday. Friday is Jeans Day. So, everybody would wear denim jeans to work. The female, this I'm reading now from the SI article, and Brian is back. So I'm reading about Jeans Day back. now, Brian. Now, okay? are you
0: familiar with Jeans Day? I know that's a, maybe that's just a Southern thing, but I, I, we, we would have Jeans Day
1: at certain places I've worked before. I've, I have never heard of Jeans Day before. Okay. okay. Um, so I've heard casual Fridays. I've heard it called yeah. casual Fridays, but never Jeans okay. Day. All right, gotcha. so the female employees knew what that meant. Jerry Richardson would make his rounds – to the spacious uh, on, on the way to his spacious office, he would ask women to turn around so he could admire their backsides. Then, in his rolling southern drawl, he'd offer comment, drawing from a store of one-liners he'd recycle each week. Among those in heaviest rotation, show me how you wiggle to get those jeans up. I bet you had to lay down on your bed to fit into those jeans. Did you step into those jeans, or did you have to jump into them? Panther's employees considered this sexual harassment to be non-threatening. It was treated as something of a running office joke. According to the report, uh, Richardson, who is reportedly called simply Mr. by his employees, also received a complaint for using an unidentified racial slur uh, at an African-American scout, SI says. Okay, so we can chew on that. Here's another uh, detail before we break it all down. Uh, He had a special interest in female grooming. He would notice when their nails were not up to standards and pay for them to get manicures. Multiple female employees were called to SI that Richardson asked them if he could personally shave their legs. He would also do the seatbelt maneuver. This is another interesting one. So he would invite female employees out to lunch, and in keeping with his reputation as a self-styled gentleman, he would open the car door for his guests. Once they were seated, however, he would insist on fastening their seatbelt for them, reaching across their lap and brushing his hand across their breasts before pulling the belt in the clasp. He also had a woman rub his, a female employee rub his feet, uh, give him a foot massage, um, and he would give back rubs that lingered too long or went too low down the spine. End quote. So we heard that Richardson yesterday decided that he was going to sell the team, shockingly enough, sarcastically. So it's another example, as you were gone in ISDN hell, it's another example of a powerful person who decides that his pool of victims is going to come from a place where he is undisputably the most important person in that building because they feel these uh, disgusting, deplorable human beings that they feel like they can get away with it.
0: Yeah, it's it's just uh, amazing that uh, things like these, like this continues to be unearthed, and uh, never in a million years would you think we'd be talking about Jerry Richardson. Uh, I mean, uh, each and every day, I was just having this conversation Saturday with some of the folks on the TV side. I was like, okay, who is it today? Uh, Every day there's somebody. Uh, It's just uh, uh, amazing this continues to happen, and – Uh, this environment in which these folks uh, worked and and they just chalked it up to a creepy old man or some felt like it was non-threatening, but there were others where it was threatening and it should not have occurred. And and why would Jerry Richardson, his right mind, think that this was okay? Uh, You want to say those things was just boys together. Okay, I get that. Uh, but to to voice that in public and, and earshot of, uh, of these women, uh, it, uh, amazing, and, and to have them turn around so he could uh, eyeball them and then make those comments is just unbelievable. And, and and you know you 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 question why people would stay in that work environment. Well, help. You got families to feed. You got to feed yourself, and and sometimes you put up with things that are as disgusting as this because you have nowhere else to turn to and, and or uh, no other job to go to, and, and, and so it just uh, it's baffling that Jerry Richardson thought that this would be okay, and and, and now he uh, going to put the team up for sale. It's just uh, sickening. Another another sickening episode uh, that uh, we we have to deal with and, and, and try to make sense of.
1: Yeah, I mean, men clearly are pigs right i mean yeah, we we can be right. the worst there's there's no yes. doubt about it and i'm not going to say that you know my thoughts are any better than anybody else's thoughts i mean i'm just like any other right prehistoric thinking man when it comes to <laughs> you know you, i mean you you think things right but mm-hmm. to but to act out in right. in this type of manner i mean there has to be a governor there has to be something that says that I can't do this to these people, yes, I mean I, I just and, and everybody has I'm, I'm trying to be as, as open and honest and not just you know crushing every one of these that comes up, but you know everybody has their needs when it comes to things, like yep. right and but to to take those things, to put employees in tough situations like that is, I mean, it's just so unbelievably disgusting. Like, you think about, like, uh, I mean, the re, like, like the Hugh Freeze thing, right? And then trying to compare these yeah. things is very difficult. But, right. like, the Hugh Freeze thing, like, is, it, the reason that angered me is because he was a phony religious guy, right? Right. But, right. like, he was engaging in something with somebody who was being paid. It's illegal, right? But being paid for that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, as bad as that is to be a phony religious guy and, and whatever, like, to, like I, I almost give him more credit than right. walking it, around the office doing the seatbelt yeah. maneuver, you know? <laughs> I've never heard of that Or one. getting I'd a foot massage by some woman who's got a career, yeah, you know? I've never, I've never it's like, what are me. you do? Why are you preying on these poor, innocent right. people?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go elsewhere. And even the uh, the coach down here in Miami that was fired, uh, who, who made the cocaine video, uh, you know, that was threatening to, to him and his family. But no one else w- w- was harmed. Right. Uh, right. And, and that was a personal choice of his. But to have a, a work environment where it's so uh, uneasy uh, to be. Present there that 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 is, is a totally different animal uh, altogether. And and I'm with you. Yes, we have these thoughts. Hey, this just did, men, we, we have these crazy thoughts. Uh well, we don't seem too crazy to us, but yes, I've said I bet you in my own mind and to guys, I bet she had to lay down to get in those jeans. And some jeans I have to lay down to get in. I mean, that's why I had the nickname Tight balls. But I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, you don't do that to people in their face. You don't say that to people in your work environment. It's just stupid to do, but he thought he could get away with it because he was sitting up high, looking down low on his employees, and and you would have thought someone close to him, someone who could pull him aside and say, Boss, man, I'm here for you, but you know that's wrong, and at some point it's going to catch up to you. But obviously there was no one that could say that to Jerry Richardson.
1: Yeah, I, I just I don't. I really don't understand that mentality, and maybe I, I never will because I won't be in a situation where I own a football team or I'm Matt Lauer or I'm whoever this or Harvey Weinstein, you know, where I'm deciding who does what in their lives. You know, I mean, because that's what Jerry Richardson's doing. You know, yep. and, and when you have that much power, I guess you know it, you, people tend to abuse it, and it's 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 really remarkable. And and to be honest with you, I am to take it from a personal note, and I hope I don't sound like the people that I dislike. I, I don't like when people say, you know, I have daughters, so I'm more offended by this. Like, right. all right, no. stop. Um, yeah. But I, I will say that this is coming at the perfect time for me, that, that people are speaking up on this, because part of the reason, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Do I wanted a boy over a girl when it came to this baby? I did. I wanted to, I wanted to make sure for a couple of reasons why. One, my name ends with, of course you want healthy baby. Everybody has to say that preface it. I understand that. That's what you want. Right. But my name ends with me if, if I don't have the boy, right? Name. So I wanted yeah. to get that out of the way. I didn't want to have to worry about that. Uh, also, you know, the, the whole, you know, the, the bond with the, the father-son thing. All right? You have right. that. Yeah. But I was – I still am deathly afraid of how people treat women. Yeah. Deathly afraid. Like when you – like I, Eric Spitz, our program director, sent a couple boys off to college. You send boys off to college. It's like, yeah, go get them. Yep. Go out there, do your thing. You know, go after the world. You can do whatever you want. You send a girl to college after watching that that documentary, that Netflix documentary of a uh, hunting ground. Yeah, I mean, you're scared every day, right. yeah. every day, yeah. what someone's going to do to them. You know, you, you have a. I mean, you look at all this crap. You have people that are chasing their dreams. That have careers, that have great jobs, that are being preyed upon by powerful people, and it's and it's like it, it. So my whole life now, you know, as a father of a daughter, I'm going to be worried about these things because people suck. Yeah, you they know? do suck. That's it, it what it comes suck. down to.
0: And, and welcome to my world. I've, I have a daughter and, and I just remember guys, at least one in, in particular, he didn't even want to, I wanted to invite him to dinner. Just wanted to get to know the guy, but he was he was definitely afraid of, of, of meeting me. He didn't even show up. That was the end of that relationship. Great just shows me that that, that uh, he was a true sucker and, and she didn't need to be with him anyway. Uh, he was afraid to meet me. And, and so, yes, uh, I should tell you now, get your scattergun because you're going to need it. And, and, and it is much more difficult to, to raise a, a daughter than it is a dude in, in this society. And, and now we know why, because you have all those creeps out there that hold, a lot of them hold a lot of power in their hands and they leverage that power in sickening, maddening ways.
1: Yeah, so just... The latest one uh, to pivot off of the disgustingness and bring in something somewhat interesting that came out of this story. Apparently, Sean P. Diddy Combs tweeted out last night that he wants to buy the Panthers. So that would be an interesting NFL owner. (laughs) See him sitting at the table. (laughs) I would love it. (laughs) Bob uh, Bob (laughs) Craft, Jerry Jones, (laughs) Mark Davis. And Pete yep. P- 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 Diddy. A, come on,
0: come on. I- I'd rather see Pete Diddy than Mark Davis. Simple, Jack.
1: Yeah, it's true. That'd be, uh, be very cool. It would be a
0: little it, bit more diversity. It,
1: yeah, it would. no, it would be great if he, if he was there. See, he and Jay-Z should get together, man. Be co-owners. Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z, well, he would have to. I, I'm so confused by his business, businesses. So he gave up his stake in the Nets because he was running the. Agency,
0: Right, right. So What's he would call? have to give uh,
1: the conflict of interest. So yeah. he would have to give up that yep. then to be able to have a piece of an NFL team.
0: Yeah, so- I, I, I believe so. But both of these guys uh, have massive uh, business skills from the clothing industry and, and, and a multitude of other uh, uh, products that uh, they, they have built from ground up and, and, and done wonderful uh, work outside of the music business, and I, I know uh, Pitty, uh, P. Diddy has. Uh, didn't he change his name? I thought he had a new name.
1: No, nah, I don't know. I uh, think they, keep, I don't. Who knows?
0: Uh, hard to keep up with him, brother or something. I think it was. Uh, but uh, brother, he, love. So, maybe
1: that's I, what it was, was. Something I don't remember. Yeah, who cares? Uh, but
0: he, he has uh, Revolt, which is a television entity. And, uh, of course, Ciroc is, is uh, vodka and, and the clothing company, Sean John. So, uh, been very successful.
1: All right, coming up next, a Geo and Jones trivia question. We have one every day as we are coming to a close on the program. And also, couple of guys on the same team, on the same defense, after the game, fighting with one another, but not to each other's face. We'll explain next. <laughs> Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Because we only have a couple shows left together, Mikey B., our producer, has been giving us Geo and Jones trivia questions every day. Mostly, they've been very difficult, and we've had a hard time trying to figure them out. <laughs> this morning when I saw this one, I knew right away the really? answer. Knew it right away. So... Brian, have you seen the question yet? I have seen it. Okay. Do you know what it is right away? Mm-mm. Mm, okay, good. So, Pete, please hit the music. I will lay out of this one for the time being.
0: Because- oh, I know who it is.
1: All right. Well, damn, you just took all the suspense out of it. <laughs> I looked My- at it
0: again. I saw it and I glanced at it earlier because, you know, we're rushing to get in here and had the ISDN issue and all that.
1: I think I know who it is. Okay. Well, uh, Mike, go ahead and ask a question. Your microphone isn't working. So to add to the amazingness of this morning. <laughs> Hello. There you yeah, are, yeah, Mike. There's a button right next to you, Mike. I hate you. <laughs> who is the only Geo and Jones guest to be interviewed on the phone, in studio, and at the Super Bowl? All right. Yep. So uh, on geez. the phone, in our studio here yep. in New York... And at the Super Bowl. Bogus, do you know this? Uh I do not. You don't know it? All right. So I somebody somebody can play. All right. Yes. So before we have the our guesses, because I think we know. Right. We'll give Bogus a little bit of time to contemplate this. Cause it wouldn't be fun if we just blurted out the answer. No. Uh we'll, Brian Billick. Ryan Billick? <laughs> Carl Malone. Brian Billick keep coming up? No. Ryan Billick's never been on the show, has he? Never been on the show. Jason wow. LaCanfora.
2: That's a good That's guess. That's a
1: good guess, yeah. But no, no. You really don't know the answer to I, this. I
2: don't, no. You're
1: not just playing wow. along no, to no, make me feel better?
2: And I actually, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, you thought mm-hmm. of the question hoping there was an answer. And there actually was an answer, right? Correct. Yeah, so um, I was there for the the inception of this idea.
1: <laughs> the wheels turn it.
2: Right, but um, I don't know the answer.
1: Wow. It's so easy, man. It really is an easy one.
0: Uh, Tiki Barber. Gotta, I, I don't know. Just,
1: no, just got to. This person's been yeah, talked be about a you lot recently. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Bart them. Bart Scott. There it is. There it is. Yep, yeah, Bart yeah, that Scott. That was too easy. Yeah, it was too yeah, easy. I'll ramp it up.
0: Yeah, Mike, that was too easy.
1: Do to you know. have another one for today or no? That's no, it. that was it. Hmm. I, I might what have to got, think. Dude? See if I can think of one. See if I can get you. Is it possible to get Mikey B with a Gio and Jones trivia question? Well, I'm sure hmm. it's possible. <laughs> There's Bart Scott's phone, which somehow was a fungal bat. Fungo. Hitting fly that balls. That is the
0: weirdest sound ever. Yeah. From a phone. Yeah.
1: That's when you know you're being spied upon, right? That's so right. That yeah. had to have been. I mean, I've never heard that in all the conversations <laughs> on cell phones. That particular sound.
0: Oh, no. Even the ISDN line when he's dropping
1: here this morning <laughs> didn't make that noise. It's so distinct, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had more fun with Bart Scott's phone than we had with Bart Scott himself yeah. during those. Correct. Should we lend
2: them that bit for the afternoon show?
1: Uh, no. No? Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, so I hear your cell phone sucks. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Uh, uh, I have a
2: trivia question for me, Mike, and Pete. Okay. Uh, sinking boat. We could only save one, Greg or Brian. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't
1: do that. Mike, to you.
0: Oh, that's, Well, we know that. <laughs> figure out a way
1: to fix the boat and save them both. <laughs> what? probably wouldn't be able to fix the boat and we'd all drown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the boat was probably sinking in the first place because of you. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm yeah. confident what Mike would say. Pete's up in the air, Bogish also up in the air. Mike would definitely save me. Pete, I don't know. It depends on who how uh oh, how much not, money know. was involved. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, Got he that right. He <laughs> would ask <laughs> who can give me the most money to save your life. I'll go with Brian then. Yeah, so then he would probably wow. be Brian. Yeah, crossing party lines for money, right? Interesting. You, you probably probably do that. Yeah, for now, it's Brian, and then <laughs> then bogus. I'm not bogus, I'm not sure. I would of course save you. Are you going to be a father? <laughs> well, I... well, Brian's already a father. Already a father. Yeah. Is Brian He's there? Or did it. the ISDN drop again? <laughs> Here's your answer. Everybody, save me now. Yeah, definitely, Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg, for sure. <laughs> Cares about Brian. Brian drown. He just did. Yeah. Sink, baby.
2: Greg is the most talented one of the group.
1: Everything you wanted to say, do it now.
2: I bet Greg would at least have two sacks had he played that many games in the NFL.
1: Maybe even three. Right? What, what unbelievable timing! What's that? He was too. He was too quiet. I know. How am I the only long. one that picked up on that too? Is he wasn't talking.
2: <laughs> oh jeez! I bet you stepping back would have been much better. If Greg
1: was <laughs> there. You go, yeah. Just let him keep him flying. Now yeah. he can't hear you.
2: <laughs> it would have been in an actual movie theater had it started, Greg.
1: <laughs> okay, I gotta get a hold of myself. That was just because <laughs> that's funnier to me than it is to most people. Because it's just so radio. Is it not just so radio? (laughs) You're asking this question to make us both uncomfortable. Who's going (laughs) to drown? Then Brian's ISTN drops in the middle of it. All right, Bogus, you got an update for uh, us? Uh... I do.
2: The go-ahead TD was taken off the board, but the Steelers still had a chance to pass the Patriots again. Third and goal to go from the six. Roethlisberger under center, drops back. He pumps, he pops he pumps. He throws to the middle. It's
1: back and complete. Intercepted by Harmon. It's watch to Harmon. And it. Of the, end zone. the Patriots are going to win in Pittsburgh. Bob Susie
2: and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. Instead of spiking the ball and kicking a tying field goal, Ben Roethlisberger went for the win. His pass tipped and picked by Deron Harmon for a 27-24 New England W. As you'd expect, Bill Belichick ecstatic after the victory. Steelers made a lot of plays. You know, we made some plays. Uh, luckily, we, we made one more than they did. The Pats clinched their ninth straight AFC East crown, and they jump back ahead of the Steelers atop the conference. Pittsburgh receiver Antonio Brown reportedly dealing with a partially torn left calf. He's expected to return for the postseason. The Cowboys sneaking out of Oakland with a 2017 win on Sunday Night Football. Thanks to to that index car, which gave the Cowboys a first down, which led to Dan Bailey's tie-breaking field goal with 1.44 to go. Dallas is a half game behind the Falcons for the second NFC wild card, but currently losing a three-way tie with Detroit and Seattle. As divisions were won and playoff spots secured yesterday, the Jets were officially eliminated from postseason contention, but head coach Todd Bowles don't care. They're
1: going to keep fighting. Obviously, this is going to turn. I believe we have a good core group. We just got to eliminate some of the mistakes and some of the situational football things, and we're going to be okay.
2: When? They have two <laughs> games left in the season, <laughs> and and he's probably no going to be fired.
1: And I don't know. Is he going to be fired? Uh, maybe. I actually think that, that it's amazing how losing that game yesterday, I think, helped Todd Bowles' chances of retaining that job. Because it was closer than it should have been. Right. It's just hmm. amazing. Isn't this so Jets? Like, they exceed expectations, but they're going to finish 5 at 11. Right. And that's going to
2: keep a guy's job. Because they were 5.5 and 10.5, and if you want to count the near win in New Orleans yesterday. The All first right. place Saints within 5 in the fourth quarter. Amazing. Uh, is Brian back here, or should I save my Texas joke for the next update? Save it for the next update. All right. <laughs> Uh, The Vikings hammered the Bengals 34-7 to win the NFC North. The Jaguars go into the postseason for the first time in a decade after pounding the Texans 45-7. And the Eagles got four touchdown passes from Nick Foles for a 34-29 win at the Giants. That clinches a first-round bye. Four triple-doubles in five games now for LeBron James. 25 points, 12 rebounds, 15 assists in a 106-99 win in Washington. The Cavaliers have won 18 of 19 the Chicago Blackhawks with their fifth straight win, 4-1 over the Wild. And QB Justin Fields, the number one high school recruit this year, will officially sign with Georgia on Wednesday. Texas A&M, Florida, and Florida State all try to get Fields to back out of his verbal commitment to those
1: Bulldogs. As Greg, the college football expert, <laughs> knows so well. Yeah, naturally. Uh, so, Rondé Barber is really scared to say pussyfoot he stopped himself smart in the why? I mean, you could say pussyfooting around. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's dangerous. Why is it
2: dangerous? It's just dangerous cuz you can you can take a misstep and get but in a very
1: bad spot. But the thing is he when he tried stopping it it sounded worse than it should have been. That is the issue. Right. Yeah. So th- this is this is not great quality cuz someone recorded off the TV. Of course this was not going to be posted online anywhere. Like Fox Sports wasn't <laughs> going to put that up on their Twitter account. Well, let's listen to Ronde Barber stopping himself because he's afraid of pussyfooting.
2: I love his toughness. You know, he he's not one of those corners that's going to sit outside, and, you know, kind
0: of pussy, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> handle and not try to come up and tackle. <laughs> yeah.
1: come on, Ronde, just say it. You can say the thing, it's fine. And that was a go to phrase for my high school football coaches. He, <laughs> he would always say just quit pussy footing around and get up in there. That's what he would say. You know, and he stopped himself. So oh well. I mean I don't I guess Yeah, that got worse. Yeah, it did, it got yeah. worse. You just go for it. It's amazing what they allow on television these days too. I was telling these guys, you know, I'm a big family feud fan. Okay. So they had the question. They had the last one I saw. and This was on. This wasn't on like the game show network. This was on actual Channel Nine in New York. So, this the question was: name a body part that starts with the letter T. And <laughs> the woman says the slang for breasts that starts with T. Yeah. And they let it go. And then Steve. Me? And then Steve said it. Yeah, Brian. And then Steve said it, and then he said it again when he pointed up to the board. Yeah. I was, like, shocked.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: I called my wife into the room, like, look at this. They're letting that go. (laughs) What do they mean?
2: I mean, I was totally shocked. Well, I was watching, as you know, uh, I'm a big Bravo fan. Yeah. And I was watching uh, Below Deck. Oh, yeah.
1: I've seen every. That's the one reality show that I'll watch with my wife every single time. So I
2: was watching one of those, like, reunion shows, and they played a clip of a girl arguing with another girl, and then they do those, like, you know, the, the separate one-on-one interviews. So she's responding to this fight and reacting to it, and she actually puts up double middle fingers to
1: the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that.
2: that's allowed?
1: Yeah, I know. I guess so. These days it is. It is allowed these days. It's amazing what you get away with. Seriously. So the moral of the story, Rondé Barber, is just let it, let just it, let fly. it go. <laughs> let it fly. <laughs> Someone will be there to catch you. I, I think Pete... Bilotti has a dump button from his house just to protect everybody. (laughs) He can dump anything he wants. It's a life dump button. I do, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up next, we will reconnect with Brian Jones and talk about Hugh Jackson's future because there's no more hot coaching candidate than a guy who can't win a game, right? We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: Welcome back, Brian. (laughs) Welcome back, man. Hey, what's up, buddy?
0: Dude, I want you to know I wasn't just sitting here waiting for the line to, to come back and, and, and uh, reconnect with you. I actually went and did some radio uh, with WQAM. So oh. I was actually working while they were trying to fix this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm
1: bouncing back and forth. But, what did uh, you say? Do we actually doing a real interview or just talking about how things weren't working? On-
0: we, we We were talking about that. But all the times I've come down here over the last three years, uh, our last, over the last year and a half, I should say, uh, we've never had any problems like this. This is the first time we've experienced this, so uh, I was telling the guys it's okay because they are apologizing profusely. Over it. I was like, no, it's fine. You're always accommodating. We've never had any issues, and it's fitting that we have issues. The last time I do a, a show from a remote, uh, and uh, so no need to apologize, but we were actually discussing the Jerry Richardson uh, deal and and the tight jeans and all that good stuff and, and how uh you know how uh demoralizing that had to have been to be working in that that environment and 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 basically saying the same thing that you and I just discussed that uh, you can think these things and men we do and, and even women think certain things like that, but you just don 't say it out loud and especially not to to colleagues or or employees of your uh, at your business.
1: All right. So the two things I want to touch on on this to- uh, this segment, uh, we didn't get to the Seahawks thing. I want to get to that. Wait, too.
0: hold on, hold on. Who did Mikey B say he was going to save? He's going to allow me to drown, right, and save you? No, no, no. He, uh, it, oh.
1: it was unbelievable. I mean, after the line dropped, the support for you was overwhelming. I'm actually now in a bad mood because of it. <laughs> um, he lied so horribly. It man. was, <laughs> you know, it was all about saving Brian. We need Brian and. <laughs> And, like, I just been, I've just i been sitting in the studio this entire time. I haven't spoken Stop to lying.
0: Stop lying.
1: Stop lying. You can yeah, head to well, uh, geoandjones.com slash audio, Brian, to listen. So yeah, it. listen back to it. and oh, see that's how, all right. And see how disappointing it was for okay. me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was a remarkable time for you to drop the line, though. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> Talking about one of us drowning, and then all of a sudden you weren't there. Um, okay. So, Hugh Jackson, now that Marvin Lewis has decided to finally – let go of that job, and give someone else a shot, even though it's not his fault. I would stay there as long as the owner wanted me to as well. Uh, and it probably is a firing more than it is a stepping aside, as they're calling it. Um, but Marvin Lewis is going to be done in Cincinnati at the end of the year, so the first name that is out there is Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson had success there as a coordinator. Hugh Jackson was an assistant head coach. Hugh Jackson's now in Cleveland. He probably wants to get out of there. Like I understand the connection, but why are we giving him any credit? Why? This guy, you got to think that in these close games that they've played, that they should have won at least a few more. And the Browns have had some bad teams over this stretch. But one game in two years, and you're still going to give this guy a promotion? Uh, I, I just, to me, Hugh Jackson being the top choice for the Bengals is laughable and the fact that Hugh Jackson got a pass with you know Sashi Brown getting hammered and getting out of there and Hugh Jackson's like the bell of the ball with one win in two years is mind-boggling to me.
0: Well, well the the offense spiked and the, the play of the offense uh, it trended towards uh, being respectable and and more so. And, and he was able to get Andy Dalton to, to play at a, a a very high level, and, and so they remember that. And 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 I could see why he would he would be on the list. Uh, but you're right. You look at his track record now with the Cleveland Browns, and a lot of people can say their track record wasn't uh, stellar, or even remotely. Close to being good uh, there with the Cleveland Browns, and you would wonder why uh, he'd be front of mind for anyone looking for a new head coach. But that being said, they had a rapport with him, they know his work, and they appreciated his work, and and uh, he's going to be in line.
1: Yeah, uh, but I mean, I uh, don't you think though, when a guy gets an opportunity with any franchise in the NFL, and you're that bad, that that should at least eliminate you for the time being. Now you want to tell me that that Hugh Jackson, like, I would totally get it. Imagine this was college football for a second, and a guy goes to a lesser program, he you know, leaves a coordinator, goes to a lesser program, mm-hmm. and then in this rebuild that you're supposed to have in the first two years, only wins one football game, yeah. and then goes back to the place that he left to be the head coach there. The closest thing that I can come to actually is a personal experience of mine, and people are probably sick of me bringing this up. But, you know, Paul Christ went to Pittsburgh, only had two six and six seasons, and then ended up going back to Wisconsin as the head coach. Yeah. Now, six and six seasons when there were like a carousel of coaches there, and to hold that program together, and they went into Notre Dame when Notre Dame was number one that year and should have won that game and missed like a 27 yard field goal that would have ended up winning the game for him, and there should have been a penalty call. To, like I'm just, he had some moments there, right? right? He had some moments, yeah. and then he went back to Wisconsin. What's Hugh Jackson's moment? Does he have a moment? Well, he has
0: moments, as I said, that offense uh, played damn well when he was ahead of it. He got Andy Dalton uh, to play well, and Dalton then got a, a new contract because of that. So, uh, and, and Paul Chris, similar. He was at Wisconsin. Uh, he, he, he They knew him. They knew his work. He had a, a good relationship with Barry Alvarez, and, and he knew how Barry Alvarez wanted to run things. So that's why they went and got Paul Chris uh, once that job became open when Bieleman went to Arkansas. So uh, I, it's a similar situation ever Cincinnati between Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson uh, comes back to Cincinnati, and the offense takes off, and and they know him. They know his work, and that's why he would be in line to get the job.
1: Yeah, I just – he hasn't had any success. There's been no success at all as a head coach. I mean, the most success he had was an 8-8 and season with the Raiders, and and he shouldn't have gotten fired from that job. He should be fired from this job. (laughs) So, whatever. Uh, All right, Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner, you know, they get into this whole thing. Uh, after the game. So, uh, first of all, I mean, to see the the destruction of the Seahawks and their building yeah. like that, it's just yeah. shocking. And I thought that that was going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, obviously, the Rams held up their end of the bargain, and yeah. the Seahawks did not. Um, but after the game, this just shows you what type of hell that they're in on that defense right now. So, after the game, Earl Thomas basically says that Bobby Wagner probably shouldn't have played. With his hamstring injury. So he said that the backups, quote, the backups would have done just as good. And he said when he's talking about B-dubs, B-dubs goes sideline to sideline. And B-dubs couldn't do that because of his hamstring. And that cost them. So then Bobby Wagner hears about this and... Of course, instead of Earl Thomas not bringing this up to reporters or taking the high road and talking to Bobby Wagner about it afterwards, instead of Bobby Wagner hearing this and going to Earl Thomas directly and having a conversation, Bobby Wagner goes to Twitter because that's the way to go, right? Like, don't go to a friend to talk about it. Don't go to a coach to talk about it. Don't go to Bobby Wagner himself. But go to Twitter to talk about it, right? Why not? He goes, E, keep my name out your mouth. Stop being <laughs> jealous of other people's success. Yeah. I still hope you keep balling, bro. Guys, I, I I don't get that response, and
0: I that was some bad English. But let me let me uh, bring you some more because this is what Earl Thomas said. I think guys that played, you've got to give your hats off to Wags and a couple guys that played. But my personal opinion, I don't think they should have played. I think the backups would have did uh, just as good. But the injuries, Cam, Sherm, KJ, they definitely hurt today. And I thought he was complimenting B-Wags for playing, Bobby Wagner, for, one, playing with that injury, something he's been dealing with for a couple weeks. And the fact that he said he usually – he's a sideline-to-sideline guy – uh, that's a compliment to Bobby Wagner and the way he plays, and he wasn't able to do that clearly in, in yesterday's ball game. So I don't understand why Bobby Wagner was so upset. And then to throw out that uh, uh, you're jealous of other, don't be jealous of other people's success. Really, why would one would? Earl Thomas, who's a success in his own right, one of the better safeties in all of the game, be jealous of someone else's success. And why would Bobby Wagner take it as such unless there's something else under, uh, something uh, underneath all of this? There's a backstory or a history here. I I, I was uh, just perplexed uh, with the response from from Bobby Wagner.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand why. Bobby Wagner would ever think that Earl Thomas was jealous of him, and that's, right. that fueled his and how, how opinion you, of this.
0: How would you take that as a shot at you? He, the guy was complimenting you. You're out there playing hurt. He's yeah. saying you probably shouldn't have been out there. Why is that? A negative I, I don't see how he, why he took that as a pejorative
1: yeah just disgusting performance by the seahawks all oh, around
0: they got their butts whipped man i thought the rams would win that ball game and, and they couldn't protect uh, uh my, my man russell wilson and aaron donald three sacks probably should have had four more uh and the team with seven sacks on the afternoon they just whipped up on the seahawks and defensively nothing there you Todd Gurley, uh, season high, 150, 160 yards rushing. They just whipped
1: him. Yeah, Russell Wilson could not play against the Rams. That's his, He's not Russell Wilson against the Rams. That's the one mm-hmm. team that gives him problems. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. I, and I thought that this would be different. I thought that this, this game would be different, and I thought they'd be going back and forth, and it was just one way. And how about this? This loss was the worst of the Pete Carroll era. It was yeah. the most points allowed in a game in the Carroll era. It was the worst home loss since week one, 1997, mm-hmm. 41-3 against the yeah. Jets. And worst loss since week 16, 2009, 48-10 at Green Bay. You lose
0: that many key guys on that side of the ball, you're going to have what you had there yesterday
1: afternoon. Where was the and, and, and,
0: offense though? I mean, that Rams that, defense that, usually that gets that torn up. offense. They haven't had they've been a one-trick pony. It's been all Russell Wilson this season. They can run the ball. It's been all about the pass. And that offensive line couldn't hold up against that pass rush. And I said so Friday. I think that's maybe the only game I got right. Uh, you know, uh, the, you got Quinn who had come in with sacks at least one in, in, in the last four games. Aaron Donald the same. At least one sack in the last four ball games. I didn't think they would be able to hold up against Aaron Donald and in that defense and they weren't able to
1: yeah and i think you went one one and one i think you pushed a game oh too. well
0: great how'd you
1: do uh one and two again i'm not doing well oh. but you didn't gain any ground because it's only wins we're worried about ah so, that sucks one one and one mm. yeah i i believe so that's what i think i remember seeing mm. last night it's just, well I, listen that offensive line has been
0: woeful and and they have tried to go on the cheap as far as that o line and, and trading other yeah. guys, and they're going to have to spend money on it. The Steelers.
1: The the Steelers you ended up uh, pushing that game. Uh, ah, dang it! Right now, and oh wait, no, you didn't have the Steelers. That was Coop. I apologize. <laughs> no, I think you actually might have got two and one. Oh, there
0: you go. Give me my two and one.
1: All right, we'll talk about this later. Jason Lock on for next Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.